0: Log Talk Radio
1: Another episode of Inside Wrestling for June 11, 2023. I'm your host Nate, and we will be talking about the AEW slash New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door pay per view. Could it be possibly the pay per view of the year? My God, what two matches officially announced, and we got you know Osprey versus Omega. And Brian Danielson against Okada. Those two matches alone are like match of the year
0: candidates.
1: And now possibly maybe next week we'll get the third match added of CM Punk versus Kenta. So uh, yeah, if that goes down, three big matches on a pay per view, you can basically fill a card with just, you know, filler matches and the pay per view will be Pretty good, you know. You know, um what should be the main event of that show? Uh, I mean I know it's in Canada and all, so you figure Omega versus Osprey as the main event, but we've already seen that. I'd rather see Danielson versus um Okada as the main event to close out the show. But uh yeah, it doesn't really matter. Any of those three matches you put is a main event match, uh anywhere. In the country, anywhere and around the world, but um, yeah. Uh man, I've been saying it since uh, every 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 prediction I made so far has been coming true. I said in 2023 they're gonna hold a big stadium show AEW, but I said it was gonna hold in Florida, but they went up and do it in, in London, uh, Wembley Stadium, 60,000 fans. So uh, there we go. The only prediction I haven't had right so far this year, and we still have time, is uh, Triple H uh, leaving WWE to uh, come over to AEW. Um, But there's definitely still time for that because uh, I guess uh, Nick Khan is now taking credit saying, you know what, NXT could be their own show and be their own basically brand. Um, Yeah, Triple H basically said that. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what is going to be the breaking point for Triple H. I mean, if he wasn't married to Stephanie, I definitely see him just saying, fuck this company. I'm catching in my stocks. I'm either retiring or I'm going to another company, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, something. NWA, fuck it. You know, he's, he's an old school guy. NWA. But, uh, yeah, so, but anyways, going back to the Forbidden um, Door pay-per-view, yeah, a lot of excitement. I guess it's officially, I think they officially sold it out, I think a couple of days ago, the tickets are officially uh, sold out for the show, which is good for the company, and AEW's been getting a lot of slack for, like, empty seats and stuff like that, but whatever, you know. It's like a baseball game. You go to a baseball game, they say they have 44,000 fans, but there's only like 23,000 fans in it. They still sold 40,000 seats, so doesn't look good yeah. on TV, but whatever. Let me bring in Chris. What's hey up, you? man? I was chilling, It's so yeah, running
0: over okay. here.
1: Yeah, so uh, Forbidden uh pay-per-view. Basically, two matches officially announced. I think we're going to get the third match with Kenta and uh, – CM Punk next week at Collision. I think Kenta's going to show up. But um, right there and then, those three matches basically sell the show right there. So uh, you can just fill the rest of the car with just a bunch of jabronis, and it'll still be a good show. Um, What are your thoughts about what should be the main event for that show?
0: The main event's going to be Okada and Danielson. That's the dream match. So Hmm. that's definitely the main event. I think that's the main event. I think that's the main event, and I think um, Kenny and Ospreay opens the show. Start with a big match, and with a big match. That's, big match. that's, that's probably what I think I'll do.
1: So they'll probably put, like, so Omega and Ospreay open the show, probably Punk and Kenta in the middle, and then Daniel right. and Okada to close it. That's a, good, that's a good fucking fill right there. And you're still in the rest with some tag matches, some single matches, maybe a, a woman match. Is there any, like, women in New Japan that are, like, Hot, like wrestling-wise, that could you know maybe fight a Britt Baker or the uh, AEW champion Jamie Hayter. Yes. Is anybody like really coming in Japan?
0: It's probably not going to happen because there's a Stardom show that same day. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. And you, and, and you know okay. how it is in Can. And you know, they're forbidden be being Canada. That means you got to get visas. Not everybody has one, so it's a big headache. So I'd be yeah. surprised. Okay. You'll probably get something for um Wembley though. Yeah. Yeah. For the
1: all in. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Hayes already talking about she wants to be in the main event or something. Not the main event, but you know, the main women match for that show, which I think she will be, I think she'll still be the champion uh, going into that show. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for this. You know, like I I said it last year, they were, they were, they were going to have a big stadium show in 2023. I said it was going to be in Jacksonville, but fucking uh, Wembley stadium's just as good and rabid, you know, United Kingdom, England, fucking Europe fans definitely saw 65,000 seats. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking for. I'm just wondering about is is it going to be on pay-per-view? I think I think that's the only issue. Is it going to be on pay-per-view or what? Is it going to be a televised event? I, I mean, th- they have to televise it some way, even if it's on a HBO Max or whatever the fuck they have. They have to televise that Wembley show. I mean trying to plan out what kind of fucking card we're going to get for that show but uh but anyways but no i i I like this um forbidden door pay-per-view i like i like you know i i brought up the concept like five years ago on this show saying it's going to take some billionaire fan of wrestling to start a company and bring in all these other wrestling companies to work together to compete with wwe because you can't compete with wwe globally i mean there's billions and billions of fans millions and millions of fan money you can't compete with them but as a wrestling product you can definitely compete with wwe an overall wrestling product you can and i think that's what aw is doing and working with new japan pro wrestling i think it's great for him um the only question i'm wondering is look, who the hell mjf's gonna wrestle because i know he's taking shots at new japan pro wrestling basically calling it like Indie garbage and shit I don't,
0: like that. I don't think he's going to be on the show. He's not really needed, to no. be honest.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm saying a thing like, who the fuck to it,
0: it also suits yeah. his character, too, to not be on the show.
1: I would put him in the crowd, and he just gets bored and falls asleep, and he gets up and leaves. That's what I would do, just to get some <laughs> heat,
0: you
1: know? <laughs> just, just to
0: get him some fucking heat. You know, him you can, um, him sleeping he and fucking asleep in He could be like, like in a... He could be, like, in a skybox, like how JBL and yeah. Kurt Engel were at a one-night stand. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. the Canadians, uh, the Canadians, yeah. hopefully the Canadians go tell him to uh, fucking go back to the Holocaust or some shit. You know how Canada is. Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, Canada. Holy shit. It's been a bad week this week. Man, God, with the Canadian wildfires, we were getting that smoke
0: from the uh, uh, fucking know oh, uh, You know, James is going to make some fire joke, too. Well, maybe maybe they won't, maybe they won't, but, you know, he probably will.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was really bad here where I live, but it was like a yellowish tan. You can smell like the burning wood, but, like, New York City, holy shit, man, it looked like fucking Mets colors orange. I mean, the Mets <laughs> suck as bad enough and choking them out with their oxygen, but, uh, yeah. But I tried to get John on the show today, too, because, you know, I wanted to just talk about The Rock, too. Uh, fucking XFL with the loss of $60 million the first season, which is expected because, you know, when you start a company, you're always going to overspend in the first year, and then you see where the profits lie and where you can make money and where you can adjust. So them losing money is not really a big issue in the first year. If they start losing more money next year, then it's going to be a problem. If they lose less money, uh, okay, and then if they can finally turn a profit in the third season, you know, that that's good, but – um. I don't know. A lot of people like uh, the XFL. Somebody brought an interesting concept, too, about the XFL. What they should do is have the uh, champion of the XFL play a game against the worst team in the NFL, and if the XFL team wins, they join the NFL, and the NFL team gets booted out. I thought that would be kind of fucking hilarious, but uh, it doesn't even matter (laughs) anyway. Because the worst NFL team will beat fucking any XFL team, you know, I mean, even the fucking Lions or the Browns will be the fucking XFL team, so I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really, it's not going to work no matter what, but uh, and also the Rock got some bad news, I guess uh, season three is the final season of Young Rock. Um, I tried to look it up if Sting was at WrestleMania 1, I couldn't find nothing. I mean, he did start wrestling in like the 84, 85 year, I think in Atlantic Wrestling or some shit, but I couldn't find nothing about him being at WrestleMania 1, so you basically phoned it in after seeing that bullshit on uh, TV. So uh, I mean, I mean what, what, are, what are your? Yeah, go ahead. It
0: was it was it was, it was weird. It was weird because like he was pretty accurate with his with the stuff like in and the um and the earlier seasons. But then like season three it was like they're just making shit up as they're they go. What happened? Like like the one that upset me the most was when him and his wife got married. And Hogan was there. But in the flashback, Hogan had the black goatee. And it was like, oh, makes sense. Because he got got married in 97. That was when Hogan was doing Hollywood. And it was like, so he actually remembered that Hogan was doing the Hollywood shit. And I appreciate that as a wrestling fan. That was kind of what got me to keep watching. so So it's like, you remember little details like Hogan having the Hollywood. But then, like, when... He had his match of Triple H at Madison Square Garden for SummerSlam. Rock didn't come out with the Nation of Domination music. He came out with his Babyface theme that he would have in like 2000, 2001, 2002. And then it just, you yeah. know, flashed back to, you know, the that time he was singing the, uh, what was it, that one promo he did when he was Hollywood Rock where he talked about. Um, it was a basketball team losing or something, the Kings or the Sacramento oh, Kings Sacramento or something. Kings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, like, went from, like, 98 to, like, 2002 or three or whatever year it was. And it, the continuity yeah. was just all over the place. And then he was just making shit up. And I was like, where, where is this show going? Because, like, the first yeah. season was, was, was mostly about um, Rocky Johnson, which made sense. And then the second season was mostly about, like, Rock's early days in college, and like what his family wanted for him, and stuff like that, and then wrestling was kind of like a thing like at the end and then the third season was about you know him transitioning into the wrestling business, and you start seeing you know the portrayals of Vince and Austin and Triple H and mankind, so it was like oh okay okay so yeah. and but it was like and it was like in ninety six ninety seven so it's like okay so they're just gonna be they're going to be covering that, but they kept like jumping because there's really important stuff that they just skipped over, like the Montreal school mm-hmm. job was not mentioned. Um, the death of Brian yeah. Pillman was not mentioned. Um, people jumping ship from company to company was not mentioned. Uh, the, the absence yeah. of Shawn Michaels was not mentioned. Just just random stuff. And so finally the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me was um, Sting being at Mania 1. Uh-huh. I, was like, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, this dude's just making shit up. I'm out. I'm out. So I stopped watching after that. I deleted it from my DVR, and I just assumed yeah. that, you know, it'll be all right. Like, I'm sure he'll have season four or five. Like, you know, I, I don't watch fucking NBC these days, but I figure, you know, they'll keep it around. But, nope, it got canceled. And then I was uh, I was also having a talk with John earlier this morning, and um, the weird thing, too, is, um, you know, Batista was, was in that movie recently. I forgot what the movie was called, but he was in the movie John Cena was in the last Fast and Furious movies, but the point is, is like um, whatever projects that John Cena and Batista are part of, you see advertised on WWE television. Like I remember seeing, um, I was watching Raw like a couple of weeks ago, and I remember seeing them advertise Batista was in the Mm -hmm. movie. I don't remember seeing any young rock advertisements at all on Raw or SmackDown, which is weird because it came on NBC. And they have the relationship of Universal and Peacock. So, yeah. like, I, I, I think the main issue with the show is I think somewhere along the way Rock forgot, like, hey, this is a wrestling – well, it may not be a wrestling show, but it has wrestling elements. So because it has yeah. wrestling elements, wouldn't it make sense to, I don't know, market it, make an appearance yeah. on TV or do a satellite something? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Even a commercial during Raw and SmackDown or something. Well, SmackDown because it's Fox, so you can't do that. But, but at least Raw, yeah. So, But, uh, yeah, no, I really never watched Young Raw. I watched a few episodes. I just laugh at the, the guys in yeah, portrayal and, like, the wrestler characters. I'm like, oh, my God, these are bad. These are, like, fucking wrestlers <laughs> on Wish. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. But, uh, yeah, no, I couldn't find nothing about Sting being at WrestleMania 1. I mean, maybe, maybe the finger Sting was there. I don't fucking know. But other than that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, yeah, fucking... But anyways, yeah, the Rock will bounce back. The whole, the whole thing with the music, too, maybe, I don't know, maybe trademark infringement, they couldn't use certain songs on the show because they didn't have the rights to it? I don't know. But I remember you were telling me about, like, Rock was fighting Triple H, but it was, like, the Paul Levesque days, not fucking Triple H days. His his outfits were, like,
0: totally, like, right. off.
1: But, uh, yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah, that's yeah, 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 you know? he
0: was... He was fighting. He was supposed to have a match with Hunter Hearst Helmsley because they didn't like each other. But then when they go in the ring, he was wearing the the green like sort of lime pants that he would wear like in DX and like ninety eight, ninety nine. But before he became the cerebral assassin, where he was just wearing the shorts, and and Rock yeah. was wearing Rock was wearing the shorts that say the Rock on them, like in the purple blue letters that he was only wearing in like ninety eight. When the timeline yeah. wise, it was supposed to be like late '96, early '97. Just little, so that's what kind of pushed me yeah. over the edge. It was like he re- he forgot stuff like that, but you remember details on what Hogan's goatee looked like at your wedding. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't Dude. make it doesn't Dude. make sense. Dude, stop drinking the tequila or get
1: tested for CTE. I don't want you to bend while your family rock. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But anyways, yeah, like I said, I never really watched this show. So, going back to the AEW uh, Forbidden Door Pay-Per-View, uh, what other matches would you like to see on the, the car, like wrestlers from like New Japan being
0: uh, in it? I'd like to see the Bullet Club do something. You know, Jay White was yeah. a pretty big part of the Bullet Club in New Japan. Oh. So, I'm sure he'll be in, in a match. Um, I'd like to see Hobbs face someone, like Ishii. And uh, most importantly, I'd like to see Suzuki show up, just because every time he shows up, he kills mm-hmm. someone. So that'd be kind of fun, yeah. Huh? Other than that though, I'm kind yeah. of content with uh, the matches we have. What was that
1: fucking uh, that that yeah that Suzuki guy when he kicked the shit out of uh, Oscar? I'm like, holy fuck,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, that's how they are
1: back there. That's how they are over there. I know, shit, man. He fucking comes over to your house for dinner. You better have that fucking food hot and ready for him, or you fucking you are getting a pile driver right in the fucking bread basket. Holy <laughs> shit, that guy's fucking nuts. Jesus Christ, but uh. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Like I said, you could just have these three matches on a show, and it's fucking worth $50 or whatever hell they're gonna charge for the show. So uh, yeah, I mean, fucking dream matches with Okada and uh, Daniels. I mean, I don't know who's gonna win. I mean that match. I mean, I don't even give it. I hope it goes to actually. I hope it just goes to a draw, and they do a rematch and like all in. You know,
0: fuck it. You know, that would be an old school way to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, because nobody wants a job to nobody. I'm not putting you over. I'm not putting you over. So, uh, yeah, so this morning I sent that uh, that Ultimate Warrior taking a shit promo, whatever, Hogan, and I sent it to Sam, and he just types in, wow. And then I go, yeah, I remember seeing that on WWE TV, that promo. But, you know, fucking Coke was on fire back in the day. Holy shit, man. God, I wish I worked for, like, WWS back in the day, just in the office. My, man, that fucking Coke, drugs, they must have been, like, fucking flowing. <laughs> and shit.
0: I want like to
1: know to how many takes. Store. Yeah, I want to know how many fucking takes it, it, they had to do with, like, Warrior promo. Because you know fucking Undertaker, Paul Bearer, fucking Marty Jannetty, and Shawn Michaels. They must have been, like, fucking laughing during this fucking Warrior fucking <laughs> spoke. He's like, man, this guy's a fucking nutcase. I
0: mean, apparently, Jesus, yeah, apparently sorry. Randy Savage was pretty good at it. Most of his shit was, like, one take. Hogan would be, like, oh, yeah, two yeah. or three takes. But uh, but yeah. warrior, yeah, no way. There's no way warrior did shit in one take. No fucking
1: way. That when you send him with Savage sweating, I'm like, holy shit, man. He must have been sweating like 40 lines of coke through that promo. I'm like, God, damn. that fucking guy, man. Savage, man. That that guy was a fucking nutcase, man. I think I think you know. Owen, we always talk about like Owen Hart, like one of the saddest deaths in wrestling. But Macho Man's death was really sad too, because the way he died, having a massive heart attack like driving and then crashing into a fucking tree, almost killing his wife. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that, that just, that just suck, you know, fucking grace. I mean, that, I'm I think surprised. that and probably,
0: yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm surprised Hogan's still here because, you know, he was doing, I know. he clearly did, he clearly did something because he was doing more coke, more steroids than anybody. Yeah, somehow I was he, watching uh, uh,
1: those old us. Uh, uh, I've been finding like old for all the Rivera uh, scandals and shit, and Doctor Schultz and there was a Billy Jack Hayes was talking about how they used to inject Hogan and how the H- Hogan would snort like four or five lines of coke and shit. And I'm like, God damn! I mean, Jesus Christ, say your prayers, take your vitamins, yeah, coke. <laughs> Jesus Christ, and all the back surgeries Hogan's gone through too, and uh, fucking. I think he's got like fucking like batteries or some shit in his back. Fucking, he's just I don't know. But yeah, I mean, sad to see what happened to Iron Sheik this past week. Uh, him passing away. He was always great for a laugh. But I mean, he went out as a goat. I mean, goddamn, his last two Twitter remarks were fuck the wildfires and fuck Hulk Hogan. So uh, what a way to go. <laughs> Like <laughs> a way to go if you gotta go. I mean but, uh, I've, I've always
0: said before, you know, as far as I'm concerned, uh Sheiky is on the uh Mount Rushmore Because there's no Hokamania without I am Sheik, you know. No. No, no. Just like there's no Austin three sixteen or there's no Austin without Vince or whatever, so you know, Sheik's the goat.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Speaking of Austin, I saw a clip uh Eric Fishel was on off the record back in 1998, and basically he was saying Austin would be a mid-card guy in WCW back in 98, and this and that, and I'm, I'm just laughing my ass off, and Austin's like, yeah, he really believes that shit? Fucking Austin was like the number one merchandise guy for the company. His segments were probably the highest rated segments during that time period. For Bishop to say, Bishop was just fucking trying to keep pace because he knew he fucked up. Fucking firing Austin, so yeah,
0: you know my, whatever. Austin, my, one of my favorite, one of my favorite ever WWE matches was that fucking one backlash. No, no, I think it was backlash or no, it wasn't backlash. It was it was before Mania, the 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 match where Austin came back right before he retired, where he where he faced Bischoff, and, oh, and yeah, Austin yeah. just basically beat the shit out of him, and Jr. was like busting a nut the entire time on commentary. Like that shit was yeah. therapeutic. That wasn't a story. That was Austin legit. Getting out the demons. <laughs> so. Getting out the demons. And shit
1: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think
0: uh, overall, like, like, I love, like, Austin's,
1: awesome, you know, skits with, like, Tillman got a gun and this and that, but the one, my favorite one still is when the, the fucking guy goes down to check him out on the ranch and he's, he's shooting those arrows and he shot Jim Ross. And shit, like,
0: <laughs> give me another, give me another <laughs> oh, arrow, yeah. Ricky. I'm on fire. <laughs>
1: another, yeah, that, that's, I'm that, hot, that's, I'm
0: that's Punk fire. somewhere right now in Chicago for fucking Sniper or some shit. <laughs>
1: oh, shit, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Punk next week. It's good to put him in a tag match three-on-three, three so, you know, really he doesn't have to wrestle that much. And, uh, no, I, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't have fucking shocked me if they do some kind of crazy swerve or Kenta shows up and – fucking Punk and Kenta beat the shit out of FTR or some shit just to save Kenta and Punk for like all in or some shit like that, you know? Cause a lot of people are saying like, well, they shouldn't fight right away. It's only like a two week buildup. So I'm thinking, okay, have them work together in a tag match. And then later on they fuck each other over and then you can build a match for all in against each other in a bigger stage. I mean, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be bad, Dude. but,
0: um, yeah, but definitely i Punk's going to be it. a
1: fucking deal when he, when he comes back. He's got to be a fucking heel. And I really hope that they book I mean, him like he Bret cut Hart. His hair. They,
0: he, he cut yeah. his hair. Every time he's ever cut his hair in his career, he always works heel. Always. Do. Yeah. So.
1: So you just book him like Bret Hart in like '97, '98, where he's like basically, or '97, I should say. Yeah, because uh, when he's in Canada, he gets cheered, and when he's in the United States, he gets booed. So just, just just do that. Like MGF, he gets booed everywhere he goes, but in New York, the fans love him because that's where he's from. That's what they should just do with him. Right. Punk. Hopefully they do that, so you know, and then people won't bitching wrong about doing the match too quick with Kenta. But yeah, so and then I found out t- uh, the other day too, Mercedes was going to fight at the Forbidden Door pay per view uh, against um, well Paige or whatever her fucking name is.
0: Um, she, uh, yeah, we'll see her at uh we'll see her at Wembley. The good news is that they yeah. said recently it was a it was an ankle sprain and not a break, so that's not good. not a
1: break, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Because if it was a break, she definitely want to be in all in. I mean, so that's good. So we'll definitely get that match. So that'll be that'll be a. So they'll have two. Main, so what you think about it, Jamie Hader will have a good match with somebody, and then um, yeah, uh, Mercedes Monet will have her match. So yeah, so two big matches in, uh, at all in for the women. So that's good. And then um, you, you figure Britt Baker's is probably gonna be a part of something. So maybe three women match. But like I said, I'm just wondering where they're gonna put it. They, they have to have it on a pay per view. Um,
0: oh, it's, it's going to be on the streaming service. They just they just can't make the announcement for legal reasons. It'll be on Max. Oh, sure. okay.
1: Good, good. I wonder what time it's going to be at. Probably like two, three o'clock in the afternoon. Because I think it's like a five hour time difference. Uh, it'll yeah,
0: probably yeah. Be in the afternoon. So, yeah. Mm, so so we'll, that, we got to get ready for that.
1: Yeah. So uh, were you watching any of the uh, NWA product? Or the Crockett Cup, I guess they had like. Last week
0: or anything? I don't watch NWA. No, I don't, I don't watch it okay. NWA anymore. Not, not, not with Tyrus' is champ. <laughs> no way. No, I know. I know.
1: I, I used to watch it, with the uh, NWA Power when Cornette was there, but when they, ever since they got rid of Cornette, I don't want to watch it because I always like Cornette. He's always fucking great,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah you know they had I mean? a nice so, little niche thing going there for a bit, you know, and then COVID hit then them and certain people left and went cool. elsewhere and they haven't really been the same since. But, yeah, I, I like the yeah. product for the short time that they were doing power.
1: Yeah. And then uh, who was it? Uh, what happened on um, Impact, though? was it? one of the guys from Motor City Machine Guns. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, Alex Shelley. Alex Shelley? Yeah, Alex Shelley beat the uh, Steve Macklin dude, you know, Impact on Impact. I mean, it's kind of cool that you can say both of the Motor City Machine Guns were are now – going to be world champions in the impact wrestling annals of history, but they kind of did Steve Dirty, yeah. but, you know, impact on the impact, so. I'm
1: I'm sorry, but that, that's I'm sorry, that's just not a fucking wrestling. Steve Macklin, that sounds like Saturday Morning Bassmasters. Hey, he needs a different name. That does not work. That's not, that's not going to get the job, <laughs> but it ain't going to work here, brother. <laughs>
0: All right. But anyway,
1: all right, man, uh, anything else you want to talk about this past week or anything with WWE? Because I don't watch fucking WWE. No,
0: it's like the joke I sent you uh, last night. It's looking like the uh, Nuggets are going to finish the story before Cody does. That's a damn shame.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you do you think Cody's getting punished because of, he left or whatever and, like, went to New Japan and then
0: started AEW?
1: you think Vince is really punishing him? Or
0: no. No, what it is is what what it is is that uh he he, he got he's getting his humbling process late, you know, uh you know yeah. the deal. When you watch WWE if, if you are a wrestler that made your name elsewhere outside WWE, when they when you when you come in WWE there's always something that they do to to bring mm-hmm. you down on their level. There's always a WWE stamp that they put on you, whether you're Goldberg or Rey Mysterio, or Sting, or Booker T. Like everybody always talks about that great, you know, uh, supermarket brawl between Austin and Booker, and like yeah, like it was very, it was very iconic. It was very funny, you know. Booker and Steve had you know great, great, great comedic timing, and even I liked it. But when I watched it back then, what pissed me off was if you get past the joking and the trolling, if you actually go back and watch that segment. The segment was like 10 minutes. And the entire segment, Austin was just kicking Booker's ass for like 90% of the segment. Booker got in like (laughs) two punches, and that was it. Yeah. And also, if you remember, as entertaining as it was, and and that wasn't like some random feud. Like it was a feud that was going on like for weeks, and there was never a blow-off. There was never like a pay-per-view match at a Mania or a SummerSlam or nothing. All I remember is I remember Booker T did a spin rooney and the Rumble, Austin gave him a stunner, and Booker just fell out the ring. Next thing I know, he's feuding with Edge over a, a fucking shampoo commercial. Even even when I was a teenager, I was like, yeah, this is dumb. So the point is, is that there's always been a humbling process when someone who made their name outside of WWE comes to WWE But what happens most of the time is you get humbled when you first get there. And then after they put you through the shitter for a couple of months, or in some cases years, then you get your push. Like once you have that WWE stamp on you, then they give you a push. What made Cody different was he made the jump from AEW. He, He came back at WrestleMania. And then when he came back to face Seth Rollins, they didn't change anything. Like they didn't change his look, his music. The way he carried himself, the way he talked, the way he wrestled—he, you know—that was basically AEW Cody on WWE television, and the fans mm-hmm. liked him, And he was a big merch seller, and and you know it's like okay, they finally got like an actual John Cena level babyface. The fans are behind them, merch is up, live events attendance are up, ratings are up, and everybody was hot for it. But instead, what they did was they waited until Mania to fuck him. That's what they did. They waited until Mania, Roman beat him, and then, of course, it's like, all right, well, let's see what they do the next night. And then Brock attacks him for no reason, and they still have given no explanation. On why Brock did that, like, still, there's still been yeah. no explanation. So, so that's what's happening now. Now they're now they're humbling Cody. The same shit that happened to Booker, Ray, Rob Van Dam, Sting, and all those other guys. They're 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 putting him through the humbling process. And usually when they do this, it takes around a year and a half to a year, if not longer. Yeah. And so that's just how okay. it is. And so they're they're just fucking with him. So yeah.
1: I'm trying to think, like, the only gimmick, like, they try to get over on itself that WWE didn't really fuck with was, like, The New Day, because it was such a shitty gimmick. But they got right. it over, and they didn't fuck with it because they saw the merchandise sale and this and that. So they didn't fuck with it. So, but, uh, yeah, like, everyone, like Zack Ryder, you know, they fucking, they fucked him over. And whoever tried to get it over on their own, they didn't like it. But, um, yeah, I was talking before you came on about... Um, fucking Nick Khan saying that, you know, NXT should be their own brand. It could be their own company basically. Um, Triple H tried to do that. I mean, what the fuck is Triple H's breaking point? I honestly believe if he wasn't married to Stephanie, I think Triple H would be gone from WWE right now. Honestly. I think it would have no, agree. agree. fucking retired and then that's it. You know? But um I don't know. I mean what 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 is gonna be fucking Triple H's breaking point? I mean, Jesus Christ. They did everything. They gave this guy a fucking, pretty much a heart attack. And he's <laughs> still with the company. God damn, we definitely need, like, I don't know, Triple H, Stephanie to take Vince out on a fishing trip and fucking Soprano style and just dump his ass in the ocean like Big Pussy and just call it a day. <laughs> it's like, God damn. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, I, I feel bad for Triple H. I mean, I, I never liked him as a wrestler. Never liked him as a wrestler. Never liked him as a character. But as a wrestling guy who respects, like, the past and, like, NWA and WCW and shit like that, the wrestling mind of Triple H, I, like, so, I just feel bad because he's just getting fucked over. And now this guy's going to try to take credit for NXT being
0: its own company. Like,
1: uh, Triple H was doing that, and you guys fucked it up? You know so The irony of it all is
0: that he, he admitted himself that when, the main reason he became a wrestler was so he could avoid getting a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And it ended up giving him an actual job. And it's funny how it worked out that way. A job, a job way. with a
1: fucking with a fucking coroner, fucking heart attack and shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, man. Triple H don't die. You got to walk your daughters down the aisle. You know. You know, Jesus Christ. But anyway, I right, man. I'll, I'll talk. To you. I'm gonna try to join in on Tuesday. I've been I've been having issues at home with like uh, the I always had with Streamyard or Yard Stream Streamyard. I always had fucking issues going on. I get booted out or it won't let me like go on. So I'm gonna hopefully join in. If not, like I said, I'll just join in on Friday with Stanman and all you guys. We've been we've been putting on some good shows. I've been I've been I've been loving mm. like the the back and forth shit. Um but yeah it's just been good. So all right man, I'll talk to you. Thanks for uh chiming in. I'll talk to you later this week or whatever. All right, later. Alright, uh, take care. Alright man, i want to thank Chris for uh calling in. Yeah, everyone out there take care. Like I said, They got three big. Well, they're gonna have three big matches announced. The third match is gonna probably be announced. Uh, Well, I don't know what they're gonna go with. If it's gonna be Punk versus Kenta, that's cool. If they take my idea and have Punk and Kenta team up to take on FTR and then build up a Punk and Kenta match at all in, that's cool too. So I I like to go down that road because you're getting so many people bitching and moaning like, man, they're doing Kenta and Punk too soon, too soon. Okay, have them join up and beat the shit out of FTR and fight, and then they turn on each other and then building for all, and then you got a couple more months to build that up. So I'd rather just do that. Plus, Punk having a one-on-one match, you know, he's, he's trying to get back into the wrestling as it, so having him in a tag team match, it does make sense instead of one-on-one right away. So uh, we'll just see where it goes. But everyone out there, take care. it has been Nate for Inside Wrestling. Song, so everybody. Goodbye. Have a nice week. Goodbye.